Many people have claimed that the United States is not mentioned in the Bible. Today, we are going to provide absolute proof that the U.S. was foretold in the Bible over 2,000 years ago, and it's Bring Your Family to Work Day, so we're going to see what that's about, but all this and more today on The End Time Show. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Degall here with my lovely family. If you're listening on the radio, you need to get to your computer and go to endtime.com slash live um, and check us out. I've got my whole family here. We've got my wife, Caitlin, who you all met several months ago, our newest one-year-old, Rosie, Brady, our five-year-old, who loves doing the End Time Show, and Shiloh, our three-year-old. Babe, before we get moving forward in this um last time you guys were on which i think was in october um everyone said how old's your wife 12 and i'm like really so let's talk about your age you look incredibly young yeah sorry for that how old are you is that um, okay to ask why yeah, i'm on the air yeah i'm definitely legal age i'm yes. i'm 30 30 years old well you yeah. look great thanks for usual um and we are going to be doing a sneak peek of end time universe or um, excuse me understand the end time today so you're going to get to see for the very first time on this show understanding the end time the new edition that is uh featuring of course dave robbins but also there are clips of Irvin in there that we've incorporated and we're going to show you a little bit of one today a lot of people wonder is mystery babylon the united states well we talk about the united states and bible prophecy in this very first lesson we're going to show you some of that today for the next portions of the show but right now you're meeting my family and we're talking to them for a little bit uh babe you uh do you remember when you went through understand the end time first sorry this is having the daughters right uh yeah the boys she went didn't down. do that she went down it's just yeah it's a girl thing do you screeching. remember when you went through uh understand the end time the first time i think i'm trying to remember because i watched the old one because we met like, through end time so yeah catch yeah. everyone up on that you want to take it? <laughs> People are going to email hate mail for this. Yeah, sorry for the screeching. <laughs> um, so that was many years ago, right? Yes, yeah. That and was that was teen years, for sure. And, of course, you remember the planning where we were saying, okay, we're going to have to. I don't think that's supposed to be happening, but... Hey, it's like I said, it's bring your family it's a to work day. Chaotic so. today. It's um, okay. We'll get it, we'll get it <laughs> Someone away. just dropped their phone. It's just a um, wild show. Uh, I don't remember what I was saying now, but oh, you you remember when we started talking about redoing Understand the End Time and incorporate incorporating Dave? Actually, yeah. it was going to be Irvin and Dave. Yeah. And then of course, um, Irvin, uh, Poppy for all of us on this couch, mm-hmm. um, passed away. Mm-hmm. And so, what was your take on that? Because you kind of got a. A different perspective than all of us. You're saying on, on Poppy's death and just kind of the transition. The in making how our whole production. team navigated all that and um, going into this new new edition of understanding the end time. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know it kind of felt like an older message when you go way back even before this last uh, production. Um, and now it's talking about old popes and different yeah, things like that, yeah yeah and so 
it being released now with all this, uh, of course, updated information and and just how very proud of the whole team here, how everyone's carried on, and um, it's very, very exciting. And you haven't seen any of it, right? Maybe clips. I've seen clips, okay. yeah. Well, now, see, we have Brady and Shiloh here. They play the end time show every single day. Here, let's put your, this is your pretend laptop. This is a wooden laptop. Um, it's actually a chalkboard, but he's got the Warn the Juice sticker. Who else has that? Papa. That's right. Okay. What do you, and I have that. You have a sticker, too? Wonderful. You sit down, buddy. And these stickers are actually available at warnthejews.com. If you want one, go there and find out how you can get it. But what were you wanting to say, Brady? You said you wanted to talk after Mama. Talk loud. I, 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 I said I, I wanted to say that we're set, like you said, like you texted that to Mom. You want to say a verse? Yeah. Oh, what do you want to okay. say? What do you want to share? Uh, that mm, uh, I would Talk uh, loud. I would just say... Uh, Galatians? You want to say something from Galatians? 1-1. One, one. Galatians 1-1? One, one. What's Galatians 1-1 one, one say, Brady? Paul the Apostle, not the men, neither by the but by Jesus Christ, called the Father, Richard from the dead, Galatians 1-1. One, one. There's a Bible Good quizzer. Job, He's memorized... Galatians chapter 1 and some of 2, or has he got all of 2 memorized now? Not all of it. He don't stop. Five uh, years he's old. He's got about 40 verses out of Galatians memorized. Yeah. What else? Should we tell Mom. Shiloh, should you tell him the fruit of the Spirit? You want to tell everyone what the he fruit like, of the he Spirit? He likes the Lord's Prayer. Oh, the Lord's Prayer. Let's do that. You want to do that? Boy, you want boys want to do that together? Yeah. Do it. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And all is as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive for sins that he forgives others. Lead us not into temptations. Deliver us from the evil one. And yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Wow. Wonderful. Good job, boys. Now, for all y'all out there mad at me for using the NLT, you'll appreciate they're quoting KJV. So we're there. The the oh, say the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control against such things there is no law. Wow. You are so good. Good job. But what's your favorite um, end time website to give out? You know, endtime.com slash... Endtime.com slash Plano. What else? Uh, Did you want to tell people to go to that other one we talked about? What other one? A, B. Go to endtime.com slash A, B, C. That's where you can go to pre-order Understanding the End Time, which you're getting a sneak peek of today after the break. So uh, be sure to stick around for that. All right, boys and mama, we've got just over a minute left. What else do you want to say to everybody out there? You want to say anything to them? Yeah. Talk loud. What do you want to tell them? Uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Well, we did that one already. You, you said you were going to say something else. I want to say another first. In order, brother, with all of them, I to the churches of Galatia, Galatians 1-2. Galatians 1-2. Wow, Great buddy. job, Good Brady job. boy. Shiloh, what do you want to say? We're almost out of time. A chicken coop. A chicken coop. We got a chicken coop, and we get eggs from there, right? Yep. All right. All righty. A chicken coop. All right. Well, babe, how about you? We've got less than a minute. What do you want to say to the the world out there? <laughs> Can't beat 
the scripture reading or the chicken coop. So well, you're you're finally here, and you're not texting me and telling oh, me what yeah. to say. Oh yeah, so. it's the big baby myself. I'm you're here you're the big person. baby. That's right. Somebody said. Tell Kate not to be a big well, baby, so I, I did. I blew his cover. I, I'm actually the one feeding him information. <laughs> She's yeah, talking in my ear, telling me what to say. I don't, I don't have it written in the way I'd want him to portray to you guys. So, All right, well, so glad my family could be here with us for this first segment. We're going to get into the Understanding the End Time series on the other side of the break. So don't go anywhere. We can't wait to give you a sneak peek, a sneak peek of what's to come. We'll be right back. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can't enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here. So happy to have had my family with me for the first segment. And uh, my boys decided to stick around. They think that they can be quiet enough for this. Hey, you're supposed to be quiet, remember? <laughs> I'm just playing, bud. No, you're okay. You're okay right there. All right, so we are excited to give you a sneak peek of understanding the end time. The very first lesson is United States and Bible prophecy. A lot of people think maybe that's Mystery Babylon, but we're going to get into that and what the Bible has to say about the United States. We're going to go to our first clip right now, so let's check it out.
the prophet Daniel said concerning the time in which we live, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. That's Daniel 11:33. This prophecy Bible study is designed as a direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. After completion of this course, you will understand events presently occurring in our world. And more importantly, you will know what is going to happen in the future and what you should do about it. We're going to discuss what we believe to be one of the most exciting prophecies in the entire Bible. And we will discover where the United States of America was prophesied by God over 2,500 years ago and what that means for us today. You know, when people hear the words end time, many immediately associate them with the end of the world. But biblical prophecy about the end time is not talking about the end of the world. It is talking about the end of time of the human government and the beginning of the kingdom of God. The scriptures are explicit that humanity will continue to exist for another 1,000 years during the earthly reign of Jesus Christ. Every 2,000 years, a major event in the plan of God for the human race takes place. Approximately 4,000 BC, Adam and Eve were created. And it was around 2000 BC that Abraham was born and became the father of the physical people of God on the earth, the Jews, and the father of the spiritual people of God on the earth, the church. Approximately 2000 years later, of course, Jesus was born. The historic point in time we live in right now promises to be one of the most important since the beginning of the human race. We're now on the verge of the second coming of Jesus, who will establish his 1,000-year reign of peace. This prophecy series called Understanding the End Time will demonstrate from Scripture and current events how you can know this is true. The Bible clearly tells us after the end of human government, there's going to be another 1,000 years of human existence. And this will be when Jesus Christ returns to set up his kingdom and begins to reign for 1,000 years on the earth. There will be no war during this time of Christ's 1,000-year reign. Mankind has been allowed to rule himself for a period of time in order to learn really that he can't rule himself. But Jesus Christ is coming back and he will establish his kingdom and his kingdom will never pass away and never be destroyed. As we open this exciting series of lessons, I want to read a scripture from the Bible and it's found in Daniel chapter 12, verse 9. And you may want to underline this passage in your Bible because it is so absolutely important. In Daniel 12, Daniel prays to understand his own writings. And in verse 9, God answers Daniel, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. God explicitly states here, The prophecies given to Daniel are sealed up and are specifically for the people of the end time. 
God made a sovereign decision over 2,500 years ago to veil understanding of end-time prophecy from the human race and place prophecy in the hands of the end-time generation so we could know Jesus Christ is soon to be revealed. The goal of understanding the end time is to assist the people who live in the end time in preparing for the second coming of Jesus Christ to the earth. Now, we are in the end time right now. We understand things that have never been understood before. And our understanding, it's not because we're any smarter or more spiritual than those before us. It's simply because God, in his sovereignty, has placed end time prophecy in the hands of the people of the end time. And we believe God did this because he wanted to use prophecy to generate one last great end time revival. So how does this affect us today? What is the United States role in Bible prophecy? We're actually going to prove from the Bible that the United States is in fact in the Bible. That Great Britain is there, Russia is there, and Europe is there. And you're going to see it for yourself. So our first question really that we need to ask is can prophecy be understood? Well, the answer is absolutely. The prophet Daniel said concerning the time in which we live, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. Because many things have been taught concerning prophecy that did not come to pass. Some have lost all faith in prophecy teaching. Many good men have taught things about prophecy that were proven to be incorrect. It merely wasn't yet time for those prophecies to be understood. Many things concerning prophecy that has never been understood before are being understood right now. It's very important. Remember, God has reserved understanding concerning the end time prophecy for the people of the end time. But even during the end time, most people will not understand. Daniel chapter 12, verse 10 says of this time, none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. It would be a, a tragic mistake to discount the prophecies that God has given for this hour. Revelation 19.10 emphatically declares that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now that we know Bible prophecy can be understood, let's consider what Daniel prophesies concerning the United States and other modern nations. The prophecy that highlights all of the nations involved in God's plan for the end time is recorded in Daniel chapter 7, verse 1 through 7. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea, and four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. The first was like a lion, and had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth, and made stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. 
And behold, another beast, a second, like to a bear. And it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. After this I beheld, and lo, another, like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and brake in pieces, and stamped the residue with the feet of it, and it was diverse from all the beasts that were there before it, and it had ten horns. The four separate beasts in Daniel's vision are a lion with eagle's wings, a bear, a leopard with four heads, and a beast to which Daniel could really give no name, but whose dominant characteristics were those ten horns. We understand prophecy is written in symbols, but why? The truth of the matter is, this is God's choice. People say, well, why did God put all of this in symbols? If he wanted us to know about the United States, Great Britain, and all these other nations in the Bible, why didn't he just call them by name and make it easy, right? I mean, he could have done that. God could have spelled it all out clearly, but that would not have fulfilled Daniel 12, 9. For the words are closed up and sealed. How was God able to veil understanding from some while revealing it to others? I think we need to take just a moment to talk about this so everyone understands it. Why does God veil the understanding of the future? You know, there's a scripture that says God will do nothing unless he first reveals it to his servants, the prophets. That's back in Amos 3, 7. So he doesn't reveal it to everybody. He only reveals it to those who walk close with him. We understand prophecy is written and designed to be couched in symbols. And the best way I know to understand this is Jesus always taught in parables while he was on the earth. And his disciples always became so frustrated with him. Why are you always speaking in these parables? Why don't you just, you know, lay it on the line? Why don't you just speak plainly? And Jesus said, I speak to you in parables because it is given to you to understand, but it's not given to them. God couched the prophecies of the Bible in symbols. So only those who really seek to find those that really have a hunger will get it. You're going to see that it's really not that difficult to understand what all these symbols stand for. As a matter of fact, you're going to understand what all these beasts symbolized when we're finished. This is a big key here. Whenever symbols are used in Bible prophecy, almost without exception, later on in the chapter or or somewhere else in the Bible, it'll actually tell you plainly what each symbol stands for. And that's the case in this incredible prophecy about the nations that will be on the earth at the time of the second coming. Let's take a look now at the the, the different questions that we need to be able to answer in order to explain the prophecy found here in Daniel 7. Our first question is, 
What do these beasts symbolize? These symbols are interpreted for us. When we continue reading Daniel 7, we find verse 17 says, These great beasts, which are four, are four kings which shall arise out of the earth. Then verse 23 provides another clue. It says, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all the kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth. According to verse 17, the beasts symbolize kings. And according to verse 23, the beasts symbolize kingdoms. So we know for certain these beasts represent nations along with their rulers. If this is a prophecy of nations, well, why should we care? I mean, does it have any relevance to us right now? Well, to answer that, we need to ask another question. When will these nations exist? Daniel chapter 7, verse 4 through 8, identifies the four beasts. Then in Daniel 7, 9, it says, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. This is describing the transition from the kingdom of human government to the kingdom of God. The Bible teaches when Jesus Christ returns to the earth, he will remove all human governments and he will establish a kingdom which will never pass away and never be destroyed. So here, Daniel sees these beasts or nations, remember, that their thrones cast down and Jesus Christ crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It is at this time when the 1000 year reign of Jesus Christ will begin. This is what scripture refers to as the the kingdom of God. All right. There you have the very first clip for, there you have the very first clip from understanding the end time. My boys are still with me. As you can hear, they want to talk. What do you want to say, Shiloh? You got to say it if you're going to say it. We're on the we're live. All right. Thank you for that, bud. Say something. You got a little bit of time left. Talk loud if you're going to say it. I'm going to tell you what a dollar first and who equally forever and ever. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, there you have it from my boys. Hang on. And we are going to go to a break now, but we'll be right back with more clips from understanding the end time. Make sure you share the video. Make sure you give us a heart and comment. Um, How about United States? Comment that in the section. We're not taking calls today, bud, but we will be right back after this break. symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling 
would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with my two boys. They are joined me for, I guess they're going to be here the whole show. We'll see what happens. But um, we are showing clips of um, understanding the End Time Lesson 1, which is United States and Bible Prophecy. And so we're getting ready to get back to a, another clip of that. But before we do, I want to remind you, you can pre-order Understanding the End Time at endtime.com. Well, wait, Brady, what, what's that URL they should go to? Say it loud and clear. Go to endtime.com slash ABC. All right, easy enough. Endtime.com slash ABC to pre-order. And when you do that, you're going to get over $350 in bonus items. So check that out today. You can also call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. It's a lot different today. Yeah, it's different today. All right, well, we're going to get right back into the sneak peek. Let's check out the next clip. In Daniel 7:11, Daniel kind of backs up to explain what will occur immediately before the kingdom of God is established. I beheld then because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake. I beheld even till the beast was slain and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. So what what does the what's this little horn symbolize? Well, remember, the last beast identified in Daniel 7.7 had 10 horns. Daniel 7.24 tells us these horns represent 10 kings. Out of these 10 kings, another will arise, uproot three, and become very great. That great horn will become the Antichrist. And we know from these scriptures, the three uprooted horns represent three kings. We also know from Daniel 7, 11, that there is one beast, one kingdom, but 10 kings who have, uh, they've apparently formed some kind of an alliance. And then one king rises up after the 10, uproots three, and then becomes great and rules the entire world until Jesus comes. Other scriptures from the Bible tell us the Antichrist will rule the entire world until Jesus comes. Daniel 7, 11 is a prophecy about the Antichrist. Daniel said, I watched and I heard the words that the horn spake, that the Antichrist spake. I beheld even until the beast, the Antichrist was slain and his body was destroyed and given to the burning flame. The Bible teaches us when Jesus comes back to the earth. The Antichrist and his religious partner, the false prophet, are going to be cast into the lake of fire. 
And Satan will also be bound for a thousand years in the bottomless pit. And this is what Daniel 7:11 is referring to. Revelation 19:20 gives us a New Testament picture of this prophecy. It says, "And the beast was taken, the Antichrist, and with him the false prophet, which will be his religious partner at that time. And so there's going to be a political leader and a spiritual leader. And these scriptures reveal both these leaders will be cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. The events described in these scriptures are referring to the time when Jesus comes back and destroys the Antichrist. This prophecy continues with Daniel 7:12, further explaining as concerning the rest of the beast. The rest of the beast are the rest of the kingdoms or nations. And the latter part of Daniel 7:12 says that they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. The other kingdoms or nations will have their dominion taken away when the Antichrist is destroyed, but they will not be destroyed with the Antichrist. The timing of these events correlates to the end of human government and the beginning of the kingdom of God. The Bible explains humanity will continue on the earth for another 1,000 years after the Antichrist is destroyed. The nations whose powers have been removed will have their lives prolonged into the millennium. This is very significant because it reveals to us that Jesus Christ will return during the lifetime of these nations. And that's the salient issue here. If all of these beasts are on the earth at the second coming of Jesus Christ, and that's what this tells us, if the Antichrist is destroyed at the second coming, that's the fourth beast, and the other beasts are allowed to live into the millennium, that tells us that all of these nations are going to be on the earth at the time of the second coming. This is where it starts to get really exciting. I mean, if we can prove that all these nations are on the earth right now, then we can prove that we are in fact in the era of the second coming, and that's exactly what we intend to do. One of the things that I think is so important, these nations that are symbolized in Daniel 7, they cannot be historic nations. They can't be a, a nation that lived 3,000 years ago or 4,000 years ago, they must be in existence on the earth at the time of the second coming of Jesus. The timing of all of this depends on when those nations exist or the beasts exist. Can we identify these nations? Who are they? Some teach that they are ancient empires, that the lion is Babylon, the bear is media Persia. The leopard is Greece and the ten-horned kingdom is Rome. However, there is an inconsistency with that theory. If you go to Daniel 8, it reveals a ram fighting with a he-goat. But down in Daniel 8 verses 20 through 21 it says, "The ram which thou sawest having two horns are the kings of Media Persia, and the rough goat is the king of Grecia." This clarification really contradicts that theory. 
another discrepancy is found when you consider the kingdoms of Babylon and Media Persia, well, they no longer even exist. And this creates a problem since the prophecy says the beast of Daniel 7 represent nations who will be in power at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Once we realize this, then we can say that we can prove these nations are here now and we know for certain that we are living in the time of the second coming. And that's exactly what we want to do right now. I mean, isn't this exciting that we're living in the end time, everybody? So we got to ask a question. What nations do these beasts symbolize? When God decided to choose symbols to represent nations, he didn't just pick these things, you know, indiscriminately. He chose symbols that would have relevance at the time of the fulfillment and that we could recognize so there would be no mistakes. Daniel 7, 4. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth, and made stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. The headline of the editorial page of the Indianapolis Star, all the way back on January 4th, 1980, read, After the British Lion, the Russian Bear. Yes, everyone, there is a nation in existence today whose recognized animal symbol is the lion. And this nation is Great Britain. The lion has been symbolized on Great Britain's flags. And Webster's third new international dictionary defines the lion as the symbol of Great Britain. And additionally, Great Britain has been frequently referred to as the lion in hundreds of news articles and old political cartoons. The headlines of The Telegraph on January 3rd, 2014 stated... The lion roars, but does not inspire fear, Argentina tells Britain. And then on March 17th, 2014, the British lion roars over Libya. Is this the return of Great Britain as a world power? Then there was another article appearing in The Telegraph on June 16th, 2020. Boris Johnson is freeing the British lion from its cage so the world can see it roar. There are hundreds of these articles. And this information provides substantial evidence to support the belief that Great Britain, the lion, will be one of the ruling nations at the time of Christ's second coming. Moving further in the chapter, Daniel 7, 5 says, And behold, another beast, a second like to a bear. And it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. Russia is commonly associated with the bear animal symbol in major publications such as Time Magazine, Newsweek, and The Economist. The Council on Foreign Relations published an article July 13, 2020. To secure the election, tame the Russian bear in cyberspace. Russia Beyond stated January 15, 2019, the bear versus the lion, 
five times Russia and Britain were on the eve of war. And then the Center for International Maritime Security on April 22nd, 2017, they stated the reawakening of the Russian bear. Business Insider reported August 24th, 2020, Russia's newly upgraded bomber just took its first flight. What was NATO's reporting name for the Tupolev Tu-95 MSM? Well, of course, it was the bear. There are hundreds of articles using a bear to signify Russia. Based on this information, it's easy to believe Russia is another nation prophesied by Daniel to be in power at the time of the return of Jesus Christ. Two beasts are clearly two world powers today. The lion is Great Britain and the bear is Russia. Well, what about the United States? We are a world power. Are we another one of the beasts? So many people have said that the United States is the missing element in Scripture. So many prophecy books have stated the United States is simply left out of the Bible. However, that's simply not true. Not true. So we're going to get into more of that on the other side of the break. So don't go anywhere. Here's your microphone, Shiloh. My boys are still with me, as you can hear. Keeping a five and a three-year-old at bay is pretty fun here. Uh, but they are enjoying being on the show. This is going to be the highlight that we talk about for a very long time. You got a, little, a few seconds of same thing. Shiloh, your turn. What do you want to say? Um, All right. All right. Something about mama. All right. You talk. Mama's talking to Andrew. All right. Brady's turn. Brady, what do you want to say? I want to say another. You better hurry. We're running uh, out of time. I'm going to say, uh, I'm honored that he is so soon for him that calls you into the grace of Christ into another gospel, Galatians 1 6. Galatians 1 6. Thank you for that, bud. Very good. Well, we are, you want to talk about the tractor, but we're going up on a break. I got to cut you off kind of like we do some callers every once in a while. We're going to get back to callers next week, by the way. Uh, the break is coming up here. Type in the comments, United States, to let us know that you're following along here. And uh, we look forward to showing you the last clip on the other side of the break, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. 
Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here. You're going to see kids running through the shot here. My boys are still with me, having a great time. Hang on, we will in a bit. All right, we are showing you clips from the very first lesson of Understanding the End Time. And so you get a sneak peek of that before most everyone else. Um, Make sure that you comment United States and share this video. Uh, This is a very special video because it's not available except for on End Time Plus right now. And then it's coming out uh, in DVD format here in the next month. So it's a sneak peek for sure. Make sure you share and let all your friends know that this brand new lesson is available here. And uh, and comment United States uh, right now. We're going to get right back into that clip. Let's check it out. We've looked at the lion. We've looked at the bear. But there is something about the lion that we didn't talk about a while ago. The lion had eagle's wings, and there just happens to be a major nation on the earth right now whose symbol is the eagle. Daniel 7.4 states, the eagle's wings were plucked from the lion. The eagle symbolizes the United States of America. It's our national bird. The reverse side of the U.S. $1 bill pictures the eagle as our national seal. This is so supernatural. This is one of the most supernatural things in the entire Bible. The Bible says that the eagle's wings were growing out of the lion and they were plucked from the lion. Do you remember where the United States came from? Great Britain is our mother country. The United States was not born until 1776 A.D., God showed Daniel a prophecy he never understood. He died not understanding it. And he reserved it for you and for me to be able to understand these prophecies. God showed Daniel a lion with eagle's wings coming out. He actually saw America coming out of our mother country, Great Britain. And then in the vision, Daniel said, I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked. He saw the breaking away of the eagle's wings away from the lion. It's just absolutely incredible that Daniel actually saw the Declaration of Independence 2,300 years before it ever happened. The United States was birthed from Great Britain, and 2,300 years after this scripture was written, America declared her independence from Great Britain. Another symbol commonly associated with the United States of America is the symbol of a man, Uncle Sam. Daniel 7, 4 also says, I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth, and made stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. You know the man. Britannica.com states, Uncle Sam, popular symbol for the United States usually associated with a cartoon figure having long white hair and chin whiskers and dressed in a swallow-tailed coat and a vest and a tall hat and striped trousers. You've all seen it. Hundreds of articles use Uncle Sam to signify the United States. On September 21st, 2015, 
the Middle East Monitor published the article, Syria, between Uncle Sam and the Russian bear. The Beirut Today, July 22nd, 2021, that article said Uncle Sam versus Cuba, America's hot and cold war. The correlations between these symbols from Daniel and these nations, they seem obvious to us now. And the Lord told Daniel the understanding of these prophecies was for the people of the time of the end. If these are in fact legitimate correlations, it appears to be very evident Jesus Christ will return to the earth in the era of these nations, Great Britain, Russia, and the United States of America. The question then becomes, what about the leopard? Well, Daniel 7, 6 says, After this I beheld, and lo, another, like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. Now, I want Irvin Baxter to share something God miraculously revealed to him about this prophecy. What are we dealing with here? This is where I got stuck. I'd understood the lion, the bear, the eagle's wings. And when I saw it, I thought, well, this is so easy. Why haven't I ever seen this before? But when I got to the leopard, I didn't know for sure where to go. So I was praying. I was asking God to help me. And I kept feeling like perhaps the leopard was Germany, but I couldn't prove anything. And so I asked the Lord to show me. Well, I had an incredible experience. Now, before I tell you about it, let me say this had never happened to me before. It has never happened to me since. It was a one-time experience. But I was holding a meeting in Melville, Louisiana, uh, way back in the uh, late 60s. And I awoke on Monday morning. It was my day off. And a voice spoke to me, not out loud, but in my mind, a really strong impression and said, I've got something I want to show you. Go buy a newspaper. And I thought, well, this is really odd. But the impression was so powerful. I quickly got out of bed, got myself together a little bit. I went outside and asked the lady cleaning the church, where can I buy a newspaper? Well, Melville's such a little place. She didn't even know. She said, you know, maybe uh, down here at the cafe. That's the only place I can think of. So I jumped in my car, went to the cafe, and I was so sure God had talked to me that I walked in. And sure enough, there was a little paper machine. I put my money in. I pulled out the newspaper. And even though I wasn't there to eat, I stood right there in front of the machine and looked at the headline. And I was stunned by what I saw. It said, Germany sells leopard tanks to the Netherlands. Well, I knew we had a, a plane called an Eagle Fighter after our symbol. And I thought, oh, so that's the key. So I went ahead to learn more about the leopard. And shortly thereafter, I came across this article. This article was from the German Tribune. This was February 20, 1975. Great future for the leopard. And it had all about this leopard tank. I come to learn that the leopard is the world's number one tank. It makes up the heart of the armies of NATO, and it is so superior that the United States actually made its tank so all the parts are interchangeable between the Leopard tank and our tank presently. So I saw that God was telling me, uh, this is uh, Germany, this is the Leopard. Webster's online dictionary with multilingual thesaurus translation states, 
The leopard is also the unofficial national animal of Germany, replacing the tiger, which was, along with the eagle, the national animal of Nazi Germany. And the leopard tank was a German-designed tank which entered service into 1985. Daniel 7.6 says of the leopard, dominion was given to it. Which nation in the last, what, 150 years has had dominion in world affairs? We've already identified and correlated the lion, bear, and eagle symbols with Great Britain, Russia, and the United States, right? So we know that the leopard cannot be any one of those nations. But Germany is the one nation who has been the aggressor in three of the last major wars. Remember the Franco-German War of 1870, World War I, World War II? Germany has really been the dominant force in Europe for many years. She was forced to rebuild after World War II when she was almost totally destroyed. But Germany is once again dominating Europe. The European Union has become one of the world's leading economic powers. And Germany is by far the strongest country among the nations in the European Union. April 9th, 1984, the issue of Newsweek magazine. And this, this particular issue was devoted to Europe. But there was a section in this feature story called The German Malady. It read... Since the time of Charlemagne, the founder of the Holy Roman Empire in 800 AD, the area that is now Germany has been the pivot of European history. And it also said in the past 120 years, the Germans have dominated Europe intellectually, industrially, and militarily. Well, according to Daniel 7, 6, remember, dominion was given to the leopard. Speaking of German dominion, watch as Irvin Baxter explains the miracle of Dunkirk. Do you know that Adolf Hitler almost conquered the world? Many people think he was a mere three days away from ruling all of Europe. Let me tell you what happened. The powerful German blitzkrieg attack was moving against the Allied forces and had them in a pincher movement against the English channel. It was grinding our soldiers to mincemeat. And if something didn't happen, according to the rise and fall of the Third Reich, we would have had to sue for peace on Hitler's terms within three days. The situation was so dire that Winston Churchill, the leader of Great Britain, called for a worldwide day of prayer and fasting. This is an amazing thing that happened because, let me tell you about it, During this time of prayer and fasting, something said to Adolf Hitler back at command headquarters, back at his command bunker, "Uh, this is happening too easy. You must be falling into a trap. And so he called all of his leaders off the field and said, come back for consultation. They were livid with anger. They knew they had the victory. But go back, they must. They went back. And after due consultation, Hitler said, well, I guess everything's all all right. Let's resume. But what he didn't know was that during this time of consultation, they had mobilized every boat in Britain and in France. And back and forth across the English Channel, it's about 18 miles wide between France and Great Britain at that point. They went day and night, day and night, and they pulled out 300 
50,000 Allied forces, the heart of the Allied army. And when Hitler cranked his war machine back up, there were only 40,000 soldiers left. And the heart of that army was safely in Great Britain. It lived to fight another day and to reinvade Europe at the invasion of Normandy. And that was the turning point of the war. It is such an incredible event that Winston Churchill actually called it a miracle. He called it the miracle of Dunkirk. There you have it. We don't have enough time to show you the whole video. So if you want to watch the entire episode, go to endtime.com slash new. And you can stream not only this lesson of Understanding the End Time, but I believe there's four or five available there right now, and there'll be one added every single week until all 14 are released. You can also make sure that uh, you get the physical product. There's DVDs that are available for pre-order if you go to endtime.com slash ABC. And then also there's a book available, Understanding the End Time Book at endtime.com slash ABC. So go there, pre-order either the DVDs, the book, or you can get the book and the DVDs. When you pre-order today, you're going to get over $350 in bonus items. That includes a number of different things that are listed at endtime.com slash ABC. If you feel more comfortable calling and ordering, you can call 800 Endtime. All right, well, it's been great to have my kids and my wife here with me today in studio. Brady Boy, you wanted to say two more verses. You've got a little bit of time to do that. Which one are you going to say? Talk loud and clear. Which is not a learn, but there be some that trouble you. And for the word of gospel of Christ, Galatians 1 7. All right, you want more, or is that it? Uh. One more? No. Oh, uh, yeah. Which one? Uh. There's either do the Greek, there's either bother freak, there's either bowel feedback, or you want to crash Jesus. Amen. All right. Well, there you have it. Again, don't forget to go to endtime.com slash new, and you can stream Understanding the End Time today on demand, or you can pre-order the physical products at endtime.com slash ABC. We'll be back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. We'll see you then.